We were walking around the Metropolitan Museum of Art when we discovered that they had an exhibit on all things pulpits. They had pulpits from around the world and throughout history. And some of them were ornate and decorative. Others were simple and plain. Some of them had intricate handmade woodwork and others were adorned with marble and gold. And I probably lingered a little longer than my family would have liked. But as I looked at all these pulpits, I noticed how so many of them had the symbol of an eagle on front of them. Wings spread out wide like it was soaring high in the clouds. That you find this symbol on pulpits and lecterns from the Anglican to Catholic, Presbyterian to Lutheran traditions. It even predates the Protestant Reformation. And an eagle became a symbol for reading God's word because when people looked up and saw it soaring through the clouds, they felt it was next to the heavens. And then with an eagle's keen eyesight said to be able to look directly into the sun, it was like humanity peering into the divine. And watching an eagle soar high into the clouds is magnificent and majestic. It feels like you brush up against God's glory. But I wonder, as we are peering off into the distance, where does Scripture invite us to look? Because when we look at Jesus throughout the Gospels, or we look where Jesus was looking throughout the Gospels, he was always looking towards the vulnerable, towards the child or young person, the widow or orphan, towards the lonely, the sick, the poor, or the neglected. And when we read through this parable that Jesus shares about the owner and the workers in the vineyard, we cannot help but look where Jesus was looking. That The owner went out in the middle of town to hire workers for the day and hired some their first thing in the morning, agreeing to pay them the normal daily wage and then sent them out into the vineyard. Well, later on at 9 a.m., the owner found some more workers, hired them and sent them out into the fields. Then at 12 noon, same story. Again, later at 3 p.m., hiring some, standing there on the street corner, sending them out into the fields. And then, of all things, at 5 p.m., when the workday is almost over, hiring more workers, sending them out into the field. And then at the end of the day, the owner told the manager to call everybody in from the vineyard 
and to pay them a normal daily wage. Lining them up, those who were hired last at 5 p.m., all the way back to those hired first thing in the morning. Well, when those who were hired at 5 p.m., only working about an hour or so, got their paycheck, it was for a normal daily wage, for working entire day, and they were elated. And I have to imagine, as word made its way back through the line to those all the way in the back who were hired first thing in the morning, they were excited as well because they assumed they were going to be paid more. Well, the line went on, paying those at 3 p.m. and at 12 noon and at 9 a.m. And then those who were paid first thing in the morning got up to the front of the line, received their paycheck, and it was only for the normal daily wage which is what they agreed to. But they were furious because they were made equal to those who only worked part of the day. But the owner said, and I am not allowed to do what I choose to do with what belongs to me? And such is the grace of God. Where the first will be last and the last will be first. And I have to wonder, I wonder what the older brother in that other parable about the prodigal son would have thought if he read this parable about the workers in the vineyard. Would he have seen himself in the workers that worked all day and who were upset. Because the older brother always did everything right. He was always in the fields working. It was the younger brother, the prodigal son, who wasted so much time. But then the party was for him. You know, because he was lost and found. That Jesus was always looking towards the vulnerable, valuing them the same way as those who worked all day. I also wonder what Jonah would have thought if he read that parable about the workers in the vineyard. Because Jonah was the prophet who was called to go to Nineveh, but instead ran to Tarshish. That he was supposed to go to Nineveh to proclaim the message of God's love and repentance. The only problem was Nineveh was the capital of Assyria. And Assyria was the arch enemy of Israel. So Jonah ran the other direction. And at the end, he tells us why. I fled to Tarshish in the beginning because I knew 
You are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and ready to relent from punishing. That Jonah didn't run the other way because Jonah thought God was harsh and judgmental. Jonah fled because God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Jonah was not afraid of what God was going to do to him if he fled. Jonah was afraid what God would do if he went to Nineveh. Jonah was terrified that he was going to tell the Assyrians, his enemies, about God's love and they would repent and God would forgive them. That perhaps Jonah would have resonated with those workers hired first thing in the morning. Wondering why those who repented at the last minute received the same grace that he did. That wherever we see hope, wherever we find grace, we are invited to celebrate it. That if we are not careful, we can become angry about good things like those workers hired first thing in the morning or Jonah who was angry about God's grace I remember a Christmas gift I got growing up I was in elementary school and I tore the wrapping paper off and it was this rectangular box it had a red base and a clear cover that you could open and close. And when you opened it up, there was this turntable that would spin around like a record player, but it didn't play music. It created art. And we followed the instructions, putting four big batteries in it so that when you closed the cover and turned it on, it spin around really fast. And it said you would take this white piece of cardstock about this size and you put it down on the turntable and then all you had to do was put large drops of paint on the paper. You didn't need a paintbrush. Then you closed the cover that was clear and you turned it on and it would spin around really fast. And the centrifugal force made the paint start to spread out that you could watch it move towards the edges. You couldn't control where it went. But when it was finished, it was quite beautiful. And such is the grace of God that it's always moving 
towards the edges, spreading out to places we would not expect, not because it is deserved, but because it is needed. And it is quite beautiful that Jesus was always looking towards the vulnerable, the child, the young person, the widow, the orphan, the poor, the lonely, the sick, the neglected. That Jesus got into trouble because he stood with others that others would not stand with. And any time and every time that we see the grace and goodness of God, wherever it is found, we should celebrate it. Because God is gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Amen.